Hi, welcome to my CBT podcast. This is Dr. Julie Osborne. Thanks for joining me today. I hope everybody's doing well, staying safe, especially as we start opening things back up, still staying careful and being mindful about your health and everyone else's so we can keep moving forward, hopefully. I'm looking forward to the day when I can be back in my office and seeing my clients face to face, but I'm grateful I can still keep working and be able to reach out to all of you through my podcast. So I got an email today from Lee, and he was asking about advice on anger management. It's a big issue for a lot of people. It's not something that a lot of people, I think, actually reach out and get help for. And he was saying that he was feeling more angry and frustrated and more reactive during this time. So I really appreciate Lee. Thank you for writing me that email and asking me some advice on how to identify our feelings better and how to address our anger and how to react better so that we don't let it consume us and not to be reactive because that's when we normally make bad decisions, right? So wanted to go over, you know, the cognitive behavioral therapy just really quick and then get into some anger management to be able to give you guys some tools today. Remember my intention, I want to give you tools that you can walk away with and feel like you know what to do next time you feel a certain way, and to feel better about it. So I want to remember with CBT that our thoughts create our moods, which affects our behaviors and our physical reactions. They're all connected, like a baby's mobile. You can't have one going on without the other. It all happens in like three seconds. <laughs> we have eighty or 90,000 thoughts a day that's running through our heads, so we need to really work on being mindful about what we're thinking when we're having a negative mood. And then last, but definitely not least, is our environment. So again, with the pandemic, our environment's a really big issue right now, right? Because we're feeling stuck in our environments. We might not like our environments, you know, and it's really creating a lot of different moods and challenges for all of us. So that's the CBT and connecting that with the anger management, which again, I'm just going to give you kind of a short course today on what that looks like, is anger is a mood. Okay. It's not a thought, it's a mood. We feel angry and then we tend to react. Okay. And that's that mood behavior connection that most people live by. So you feel something and then you react to it. And then afterwards you might be like, oh, I wish I would have thought about that more. I wish I didn't do that. But you didn't take the time to really figure out why you were angry. You were just reacting to it. And normally when people are angry, they really feel defensive, right? So when you're on the defense, you're going to do something. And that's where that happens, where you may say something to be hurtful. You may disengage out of a way of controlling, you know, more like passive aggressive behavior. Some people get physical, which hopefully that's not happening in your circumstance, but that comes out of anger, right? And it comes out in however you choose to deal with it. I want to give you some good ways to deal with it today. So it's good for you to think about what do I do when I'm angry? Some people actually hold it in for a long time. And then the volcano erupts. And then the person you might be living with is like, I didn't even know you were upset about that because you just keep it all inside, keep it all inside until, you know, the straw breaks the camel's back and something maybe it's small and you just lose it and start screaming about stuff from five years ago or last week or, you know, and it's really hard to get your needs met and have somebody be able to talk you through that when you get to that place. So we want to catch you when you're maybe at a 10 out of 100 before you get to that 100 place. 
And anger, you know, you can read up also on how it affects you medically. You know, it affects people's high blood pressure. It can cause headaches. It can cause, you know, upset stomachs. It can create muscle tension for you. I mean, it's going to affect you physically if you don't deal with it. And I want to say there's nothing wrong with the mood of anger. We all feel angry and justifiably sometimes. The only problem with it really is how we react to it. Okay, so I'm not telling you don't be angry because, you know, a lot of people grew up in homes where they weren't able to feel anything other than happy and they weren't allowed to be angry or upset. I want you to have all your feelings, but I want you to be able to manage them by understanding what you're thinking about and what are the feelings underlying the anger. So I want to give you just some vocabulary for some other types of anger that you might be feeling. It could be that you're feeling resentful, upset, pissed off, feeling furious about something, enraged, annoyed, feeling aggravated. The most common moods underlying anger is hurt, frustrated, and scared. So all those other moods and any moods you want to pick connected to your anger are completely legit. (laughs) But the initial ones just underlying anger, feeling hurt, frustrated, or scared. So what's the difference between being hurt, frustrated, and scared and angry is those emotions, hurt, frustrated, and scared, are vulnerable. You know, it's vulnerable for you to tell somebody, I'm feeling hurt, I'm feeling scared, I'm feeling frustrated. A lot of times it feels good to be angry, right? It feels good to scream or maybe punch your pillow or slam the door. It feels good when you're at that level. I get that. It's just this energy that you feel in your body that you feel you have to get out. So sometimes it just feels good to scream and all that stuff. But usually afterwards, we're not feeling good about it. And most times people regret that they got to that place and they got nothing out of it. Because when you're angry, you're basically pushing people away. You know, it's like if you put your hand in front of you, like stay away or someone's going to be like, don't go towards, you know, John, he is pissed off. Leave him alone. So it's very controlling to be angry because people tend to avoid you or you get loud enough that everybody shuts up, right? Or you get physical that everybody gets scared. So whatever's going on is going to be how you want it to be. And a lot of times that's why people choose to get angry because they want to control what's going on and they don't want to hear what anybody has to say, or they might not want to be accountable for what's going on or have to think about what they're doing. So that's one reason why a lot of people get angry and loud, right? I'm sure we all have situations. We've done it and we've been in situations with other people for sure, right? So we want to think about that. And my tools for you today regarding when I was saying anger management is when you feel angry, all right, you want to ask yourself, am I feeling hurt, frustrated, or scared? You might be feeling one or all three. And to be able to take a minute and say, you know, why am I feeling hurt, frustrated, and scared? And that's where we can get into figuring out what our thoughts are. So maybe I'm feeling hurt that somebody forgot that it was my birthday. (laughs) Or maybe I'm feeling hurt that someone said they were going to do something for me and they didn't follow through. Or they knew that I was struggling and they didn't reach out. Okay, those would be feelings of being hurt. Or, you know, maybe someone's feeling scared with this pandemic that I'm really scared what's going to happen in the future. Or people are scared that they're going to get sick. They don't know how to handle things. They may feel hurt that you don't understand that and you minimize maybe the threat of COVID-19 and other are taking it more serious. And frustration, of course, you know, if you feel like you're not being heard 
or someone's not doing what they said they were going to do. So for whatever reason, but one situation, you can feel that her frustrated and scared. Again, you want to be able to identify, okay, I'm really feeling angry. I'm feeling pissed off. What's really going on? Okay. So that's a tool in itself because it's really easy to react, right? It takes half a second. So we want to take a minute and say, you know, I'm feeling angry. Maybe I'm feeling it physically. Maybe I got a headache, you know, whatever is going on with you to be able to say, okay, I'm really feeling angry right now. Am I feeling her frustrated or scared? And then to be able to go to that person or people that you're feeling that way and to be able to communicate that and say, you know, I'm really feeling hurt. You weren't there for me. I really needed you to understand that I was nervous when this or that happened. I'm frustrated that I've asked you about this before and it hasn't changed. I'm scared that we can't work things out. When people are vulnerable and they share that with you, you will tend to be more open. Because most of us, you know, we have someone in our life that we care about. Like, we don't want to hurt them. We don't want to frustrate them. We don't want to scare them. That is not our intention when we have someone in our life that is important to us. And when they come to us and say, I'm feeling her frustrated or scared about this or that, we're going to be more open to listen. When someone comes to us and says, you know, we're angry and starts with the you statements, you did this, you made me feel this way, it's all your fault, we're going to get defensive and we're not going to hear what they have to say because now we're just going to be pissed off also that they're blaming us or that they didn't come to us before or communicate better, right? So, so now we're fighting about the feelings, the anger, and that's not communicating. We want to figure out why are you feeling hurt or frustrated or scared and what can we do to make this better? So being vulnerable is a scary place to go because you might get hurt. You might not get your needs met, but you're more likely to get them met when you can communicate them with people that you know are open and really care about you. Now, of course, I want to say a side note. There's some people that it just is not worth sharing, to be honest. They may be the way they're going to be. They may be not open to what you have to say. If you have a history with them, sometimes confronting is not the best thing sometimes being vulnerable. So it's not always the answer. You need to determine if this is somebody that I can go to and I'm going to make some progress with. So that's a side note that you need to decide regarding the relationship with that person. But let's assume that you can go to that person. So what I'm asking you to do again with the anger management is to identify when you feel angry, ask yourself if you're feeling hurt, frustrated, or scared, figure out what those thoughts are that's creating those emotions for you, and be able to communicate that with the person that you want to go to. And my other podcast about communicating, you can go back to and revisit. It's called You're Right and So Am I. They give you specific communication tools. But there's a little more to this. After you talk with the person, let's just assume that you were able to communicate how you felt and whether you agree to disagree or you made progress and you're able to heal what was going on and make changes and how you want to handle things going forward, let's assume it went well, then the next step you want to do is you want to reward yourself somehow. So, you know, we're talking about changing behavior regarding your anger. And with any change of behavior, even from little kids to adults, we need to do something to reward that new behavior so we can keep it going. We need to say, you know what, this is really worth the work. And even though it was uncomfortable and Sometimes I like to be angry so nobody's bugging me or they keep their distance. It was really worth taking that time to communicate with my loved one what was important. 
and just figure out, you know, what's a reward for you? It doesn't have to cost anything or if you want to buy something. I'll share a story. Years ago, I remember seeing a male client that came in for anger management and we were talking about what would your reward be when you could handle and manage your anger better with your kids. And he loved those old Matchbox cars, <laughs> which I think you can get for about two bucks now at the toy store. And he said he just loved those. And so that's what we came up with. So he would go buy himself a new Matchbox car whenever he handled his anger better. And it was a little motivator, but it, it was just a moment to acknowledge, like, I'm doing this because I'm making a difference in my life and I'm making a change in my behavior, which is good for me and everyone in my life. And I want to reward myself. It's just like if you have kids, you know, in the classroom, you know, the teacher will maybe do a marble jar. And when the marble jar is filled, they get a pizza party. And those kids are looking at that marble jar, right? And they're going to even say to their friends, maybe like, shh, don't talk right now. You know, we want to get those marbles for today so we can get our pizza party. I knew somebody that was quitting smoking. Every time they would have bought a pack of cigarettes, they put money in a jar. And when it was filled, they went out and bought themselves something. You can come up with whatever you want, even if you love what you do, which is great. But your paycheck is your reward. Most people would not go work somewhere 40 hours even if they loved it and said, hey, no problem, don't worry about paying me, right? Like the paycheck is our reward, even if it's not on our mind all the time while we're at work. But you want to see that that's that positive behavior that's reinforcement versus negative, that rewarding helps change behavior. So think about what would be rewarding for you. So if it's buying something, great. It's, you know, whatever your budget is, it's up to you. But maybe it's also taking time out of the day to have some time alone. If you're someone that's maybe caring for your family and feel like you're always doing things like, you know what, I'm going to take an hour, maybe go to the park, take your book, have some quiet time, or say, this is my hour during the day. I'm going to have my time to catch up with my friends. If you like to go out to do a massage or, you know, shopping or go hit some golf balls, just to have some time to you, whatever is going to motivate you. And you can feel good at that moment. Say, this is about me changing my behavior and not letting my anger control my life. So again, it's okay if you feel angry, we want to change how you manage that and how you react to it so that it's positive. And again, if you're angry, right, and you're feeling hurt, frustrated, or scared, I'm guessing that the person in your life doesn't want you to feel that way, right? So give them an opportunity to communicate with you, to see if you can clarify the problem, to see if you can fix it to ask them, I'd really prefer if you handled it or said this to me next time. Instead, I'm really sensitive the way you said things. I'm working on my anger. I don't want to explode anymore. I see it doesn't work or I don't want to hold it in either because that's where I get resentful. So the communicating can really decrease the feelings of anger and frustration when you know you can go to that person and that person wants to talk it through with you and make things better. You know, I know I've said this before, but with all of those thoughts that we got going in our head every single day, our thoughts just run amok. And we come up with stuff that isn't even true. We come up with so many assumptions, what someone must be thinking, what their intentions are. And if we don't give them an opportunity to even explain themselves, maybe you'll still be pissed at them at the end, but at least give someone an opportunity to explain what their intentions were, what they said, or what they meant by this. Not by what's going on in your head or listening to other people that are also angry or maybe you don't like that person and just they're going to feed that anger that you have. Take a minute. Think about 
Who is this person in your life? What's the relationship been like? Have they normally been pretty good? Have they normally been there for you? Give them that opportunity. People screw up. People say stupid things, right? We all have. I'm raising my hand, even though you can't see me. We've all said stupid things, silly things, said things we didn't mean. It came out the wrong way. We spoke too fast and we're like, oops, I shouldn't have said that. We all are human and we're all going to make mistakes and say things wrong and hurt people's feelings. That's the reality. It's not to walk on eggshells so we never hurt anyone's feelings or always say the right thing. We want to do our best, okay, but we're human. We all have character defects. We're all inadequate sometimes. That's just the way we are. That's just life. And if we can accept that and say, okay, but if my anger does get in the way of my life, if people are saying, guys, you're always pissed off or angry or in a bad mood, that's something you need to be open to look at. And maybe, maybe you are. A lot of times when people are really angry, that's a form of depression for a lot of people. Not everybody with depression just looks sad all the time. Sometimes people that are angry all the time, it's really because they're depressed and it can come out that way. So if you need to go get some professional help, say, I'm going to go talk to a therapist. I'm going to get some more tools. I know there's also anger management classes. You know, they might be for like 10 weeks that you can go to if you feel like you need more time and maybe in a group setting would be more helpful for you to talk to other people and to be able to relate to other people and see this is pretty common. Another example I just thought about was, you know, road rage right? Row rage is all about anger. And why is somebody raging at people they don't even know based on their thinking, right? So let's say you're driving down the road, somebody cuts you off. Who hasn't cut somebody off? I know I've done it by mistake. Maybe you're in my blind spot. I don't see you. Okay. But somebody gets so angry that they start chasing you down. I mean, worst case scenario, people have, you know, pulled out their guns and shot at each other, right? That someone cuts you off. And instead of saying, okay, maybe they weren't paying attention. They didn't see me. Or, you know, I'm just going to slow down and back up and let them get way ahead of me, which is what I like to do. I'm thinking they don't care about me. They could have killed me. They're so sensitive. They're just wrapped up in themselves. My family could have lost me. Like that's where those thoughts just start spinning. And then I'm going to get back at them. And then they start chasing that car down and yelling and swearing, or they'll get out of the car at a, you know, red light. I mean, it's just, it's craziness and it's scary and it's dangerous. That's what road rage is about. That is extreme anger out of control. So we've all seen it, I'm sure. People are like laying on their horns. I mean, just people are stressed out and pissed off and don't want to take the time to say, you know what, maybe that person's having a bad day. And they just react. That's where all the reaction is, right? And it can get you in a lot of trouble. So I hope this has been helpful. This is my quick little anger management podcast, right? So I'm just going to review is when I feel angry, I ask myself, am I feeling hurt, frustrated, or scared? And then I figure out what are my thoughts connected to that? And I go to the person or the people that the situation's, you know, being affected by and let them know how I'm feeling regarding feeling hurt, frustrated, or scared. And in a way that we can communicate and fix things and get some resolution so that I'm not getting so upset so easily. And then when I'm finished that and I feel good about where we're at, I'm going to find something to reward myself for my change of behavior. So that's just a really good start, a place to get to. If you're using the Mind Over Mood book that I talk about, there is a whole chapter. It's called Anger, Guilt, and Shame, but there's a section there on anger and reviews a lot of the things I've talked about today. So if you're using that book along with me, then that would be the chapter to go to as well. I hope this was helpful. Again, we're all going to get angry. It's normal, but we want to 
be able to manage it and understand how am I really feeling besides just the anger. So remember my mantra, make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel. I hope you'll join me again next week for another podcast. Stay safe and be well. You've just listened to my CBT podcast. You can follow me on Facebook at Dr. Julie Osborne, on Instagram at my CBT podcast, and at my website, which is mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. If you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Whoa, Poe Productions.